Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I am sorry I am a day late. I was in Pennsylvania visiting my parents this weekend because I finally got my car back. The month-long ordeal with my catalytic converter being stolen is finally over. Um, But I forgot to bring my microphone to my parents' house, and I didn't feel like hunkering in my brother's closet, which is the only part of the house that doesn't have an echo when you try to record something, Uh, which I've actually recorded many podcasts from that closet uh, but I didn't feel like doing that this time and I forgot my formal microphone and I didn't feel like fucking around with my phone trying to do it so we're a day late so happy February happy black history month uh, happy second month of 2022 I have a great topic for you guys today I once again do not know how long I'm going to speak because I've got about four bullet points on this piece of paper in front of me but I wanted to talk to you all about something that you might not understand when I bring it up but you are going to understand within a few minutes about what I mean so this is about knowing something with your intellect versus knowing something When I say knowing something, I mean really fucking knowing it. Like, you know it. I'm going to give you guys some examples. Um, You know, I'm an intellectual person. I've always been an intellectual person. I am what Shirzad would call a hyper-rational. I'm just like a Mr. Spock. Like, I'm a real Mr. Spock. Even, I, I said in one of my emails this week about, or maybe it was last week, about COVID and how COVID is a very emotional topic and I've always approached COVID very logically like okay this is logical this is the logical way that things happened this is the logical way it's gonna go this is the logical this the logical that the, this is logical this is logical this makes sense because it's logical and what I learned through this this whole ordeal was that logic is not the primary default for most people when it comes to a global pandemic that kills millions of people like it's just not the primary thing that people default to Um, But I I tend to default to logic and I tend to default to things that I know with my intellect. So if I know something with my intellect, I feel like, well, because I know it with my intellect, then that makes sense. Like every, it all makes sense. And early on when I was coaching, like early, early, early when I was still like brand new and I'm still like in the whole scheme of coaches, guys, I am brand new. Like, I'm brand new. But I mean, there are people that have been coaching 20, 30 years. I mean, I'm in you know, I started my business in 2020. So let's be real. I'm brand new. But when I was brand new, I had not come to the discoveries that people do not all operate from a state of intellect and that intellect doesn't necessarily translate to knowing. So because my primary default is intellect, I can take intellect and say, okay, well, I know this intellectually, so I can take it and turn it into knowing. But that's not the case with most people. I mean, most people 
cannot translate intellect into knowing because we don't store this stuff in our intellect. We store it in our bodies. Like there's a difference between knowing something and completely and utterly embodying that knowing. So I want to give you guys examples of what I mean. And I'm going to talk about somebody that I had a conversation with this weekend. I I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not. If they do, I I didn't ask permission to tell this story. So I'm going to leave out as many identifying details as I possibly can, including gender. Not that any of you all know each other. I mean, this is a worldwide audience. But I was talking to somebody that I know. And they were very worried about their job situation because of COVID. And they were worried about how things were going to be. And so that's that's all I can really say. They were worried about their job situation. They were worried about how things were going to be. They work a job where it's very important that it be staffed. Um, They work in in, in a sector that is highly essential. And they were worried about it. And so they expressed their concern to me. And I said, well, I know this is not necessarily what somebody wants to hear, but things are going to work out the way they are supposed to. And, you know, this person and I have gone through a number of experiences together. And some of the the basic knowledge that we share in our intellect that we acquired through, through a series of things was that we both know and they're not a coach, but they they know me a long time. They know other coaches. We're running a lot of the same circles. They know that as humans, we tend to judge ourselves, others, and circumstances. And and for me, like jud- the judgment of circumstances actually ranks the lowest. So I tend to judge myself and others more than I judge circumstances. Or as a lot of people will judge circumstances. Like for example, this, I don't I don't mean to fire anybody up. Like I, I'm I didn't vote for the guy, but like Donald Trump being elected president of the United States, like ho ho. Like that was that was bad, right, guys? That was bad. Except was it? Like we place a harsh judgment because it led to a lot of bad things happening. But overall, like overall, when we look at the state of the world of where it is now and all of the things that have happened and all the realizations that we, we've made and, and everything, could we say that had that event not happened, some of the things that are happening now, which we would we would deem as good, right? the awareness that we have. I mean, even, I'm not, I'm not going to dig into it, but even all of the the events of, of 2020 that seemed so horrible led us to such an expansion of what we focused on as a society and were able to progress in so many areas. Just, you know, we had such a, a leader that was not a leader and everyone judged that as bad. And yet... There was so much expansion and growth. And if you look at American history, if you look at world history, every single time there's something that seems to be fucking horrific, it always leads to this expansion, rebirth, renaissance, I mean, art, knowledge, all of these things. So if you're still with me, if if you are cognitive enough (laughs) and non-judgmental of me enough to still be here, then you know what I'm talking about with the judgment of circumstances. We like to judge a global pandemic as a bad event. But was it? I mean, yes, it was It was bad in the sense that millions of people died. Yes, that's horrible. 
That's absolutely horrible. And then there were ways where it was very good. And it provided a lot of people a lot of space and clarity. We're in the middle of a rebirth. We're in the middle of a great resignation. We're in the middle of people saying, fuck you to burnout culture. All these things that wouldn't have happened without a pause. So the, the whole story is that, and there's lots of stories that, that are old fables or, or parables that tell the stories of, there's a, a popular one about a stallion, which I don't remember off the top of my head. But if you just Google the stallion story, who's to know what is good and what is bad the story will come up and you guys can read it uh, but this is what it is it's that we tend to judge a circumstance but we don't really know if that circumstance really was that terrible like in in the whole scheme of just life like existence consciousness humanity the universe I mean we don't really know so going back to this person we were having a conversation about it and I and I said what I said and they said to me I know that and I and I was like well yeah, like you know it, you know it intellectually. And I didn't say this to them. I'm saying it here on the podcast for all of you. What a jackass I am. Um, but I actually didn't have the thought at the time. Uh, I didn't think to say it at the time to this person because it wasn't fresh in my mind. It didn't hit me until later when I was thinking about intellect um, that, that they knew it intellectually. But just the idea that you're feeling this general dis-ease and fear and worry and, and, and are labeling it as bad, well, you know it then only with your intellect. You don't really know that everything is going to work out as it should work out. And you don't really know that. Like you don't know that deep in your being. You just know it with your intellect. My catalytic converter. I mean, like people are like, well, are you mad? Yeah, sure. I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad at the, the drug addict that had to, I know that sounds so terrible, but like who else is fucking stealing catalytic converters from underneath cars? Like people who need money, people that aren't working. Like whatever the situation was with this person, they were either poor or sick or, or scared or strapped or whatever. Is there a good chance that there was some other stuff going on? Yeah, sure. And I'm not mad at that person for going to do that because – I don't have to do that. Like I'm sitting here in my nice warm apartment and it's 20 degrees outside and I don't have to steal catalytic converters to keep the lights on. So I'm not mad. And was it a hassle? Yeah, it was a fucking hassle and it went on for weeks, but I had a really great mechanic. He was very kind. Um, I had stuff that was wrong with my car outside of this situation that I had noticed on my road trip. Like I, I'd noticed that my power steering was fucked. I woke up one morning and, and it was in the wheel wouldn't turn. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I thought that this was just because it was an old car. And then he, he called me and he was like, yeah, the, your, your power steering is a, is a mess. And I was like, oh, you just got to warm up the car. He's like, no, that's not normal. Nope. Nope. That's, that's not normal. We, we could, we could fix that. That was an issue. Um, I had another issue where there was a defective sensor in my uh, seatbelt. And I, I knew that there was a light on on my dash, but I just didn't, you know, pay attention. And, you know, turns out had I been in an accident at any point on my road trip, my, airba my airbag wouldn't have deployed. And God knows what it would have happened. So really, uh, this was a blessing. Like this ended up being a blessing and everything ended up working out exactly as it should. I am, you know, he, he took care of those repairs for me um, outside of the repairs for the catalytic converter and it was, it was great. 
it, it was really something that needed to happen that I probably would have neglected the power steering he said it took 30 minutes to damn move the car one day and this was something that I I had to do and I had to you know I had to handle it and I probably wouldn't have had the catalytic converter not been stolen so was it bad or was it good or is there no such thing as good or bad like I have this in my knowing outside of my intellect that things happen and we could view them as good or we could view them as bad or we could just not judge them at all because we don't really know like it, it kind of ebbs and flows and I know this deeper than my intellect I know it deeper than my intellect but I, I hadn't always known that deeper than my intellect and so yeah is it you know we, we don't really know we don't know the thing is the human brain wants to put things into an order where it understands exactly how things are going to go and it wants it to be logical and rational and yet it's it's not like that's not how things are so you know you have to know this deeper than your intellect because your intellect only knows what it knows like it's it only can do what it knows how to do and that's it and it it's a sabotage kind of system so I want to go back to when I first started coaching I thought that intellect translated into embodiment and for most people intellect does not translate to embodiment most people do not have that intrinsic ability like I intellect for me translates to embodiment so uh, point blank for example if you tell me just let go in you know in terms of pushing on something like let's say it's weight loss let's say it's your body let's say it's uh I want to I don't know like after the holidays you say don't restrict food like this is something that I know with my intellect don't restrict food just allow yourself to go back to normal and everything will be fine well if you tell me that and you're somebody that has walked the walk and you say just let go just let go and go back to normal and your body wants to stay in homeostasis and you're not going to gain holiday weight I know we're after the holidays but I'm just throwing in the example I'll say, okay, well, you, you know, cause you've walked the walk. And so I know that with my intellect and that's what all the experts say makes sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that, you know, but a lot of people will go, well, I know that with my intellect, but I really got to just control this. And it's like, well, okay. So you know it with your intellect, but there's something else inside of you that is not allowing you to accept this um this is this is true with like so many different things like I want to use and I want to use pleasers people pleasers I want to use them as an example because this is a really good example of this um I know so me Andy I am not a people pleaser I don't I don't give a fuck about pleasing people there was a song in the 90s by Real Big Fish that said no matter what no matter who no matter what I do somebody hates me somebody hates me that that song was called somebody hates me I know somebody is gonna hate me no matter what the fuck I do like somebody somebody right now is listening to this podcast going this fucking bitch I cannot figure out a way to cancel her fast enough like this is just this is real like it doesn't fucking matter like if you hate me congratulations half the people probably do I mean that's how you are too like if you hate me I probably like it's people just are that way like that's the way that we are in western society because separateness is bred into us and there's there's every time you create something put something out into the void you're gonna repel some people and attract others and that's just the nature of fucking life so I know all of that with my intellect and with my intellect I know 
because I'm not a pleaser, right? So I know if I say what I mean to people, I will still have love in my life. My family will still love me. My friends will still love me. My romantic partners will still love me. People will still want to be with me. People will still find me sexually attractive. People will still want me around. If I say what I want to say, if I say what's on my mind, if I say what I truly feel, people will still love, appreciate, and respect me. This is something that I know, not only with my intellect, I know it with my intellect, but I know it in the deepest fibers of my being. I know this. And not only do I know it, but because I know it in the deepest fibers of my being, I conduct myself in a manner where I do say, I do put out this podcast and own these fucking words that I'm saying right now. I own them. And with, with full, with fully assuming the risk that somebody might not like me because I'm not even seeing those people because I don't even see them because my life is so filled with love from the people that do like me and 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 want to be around me that it doesn't even fucking matter about the people that don't it doesn't even matter the world is so big there's billions of us now the people that are big people pleasers they know this with their intellect like people will know this with their intellect but they don't know it in their bodies. They don't embody that. So th- the idea is be a pleaser is a program, right? Kind of like my hyper-rational is a program. Like I'm like Mr. Spock. But that's a program. That isn't my higher self. That's something that I developed in childhood because that's what I was praised for. I was praised for being intelligent. So for a long time, I associated my worth and my value with my intelligence. And I used to have to, at every given moment, I, I don't remember if I, it's now been almost 17 minutes. So I've lost my train of thought. I don't remember if I started with COVID. I think that I started with COVID. I no, I've mentioned COVID at least twice because, I mean, we're, what else is there to talk about? Uh, but, but seriously, in the beginning of COVID, I had still not come to this realization. So it was always on the forefront of my mind to make sure that I provided everybody with the most logical, accurate, rational explanation of what was going on because I thought, well, that gives me value. And if I'm wrong, then I'm, in, I'm not valuable. Like, I have to fucking tell you exactly what's happening. So I was still working in Times Square at the restaurant and, like, there was that big outbreak in Italy. And I remember saying... Oh, it's already here. Guys, it's already here. Like, it's everywhere. There's an outbreak in Italy, and I'm waiting on four people from Italy right now. Like, it's everywhere. And, of course, I was right. You know, <laughs> I was right. There's my value. Um, not really. Not really. But remember, the program says that that it is. And then, you know, like, months later, we find out that the strand of COVID that New York got hit with first came from Europe and not China. And I was like, I was right. I was right. I knew this. And... In reality, nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody gave a shit. But for me, the rational being right, being smart was where I thought that my value came from. And I couldn't ever not say things and be right because... I, I had to be right because that was my value. Like I had to. That, this, is, this is just programming, guys. This isn't real. This is programming. Because it doesn't fucking matter. You don't have to show up and have the answers for people. Like people aren't looking for that. But I used to think that people were actually looking for that. And if I didn't provide it, and if I didn't show up and have that, 
I thought, oh shit, I am completely worthless. And I know people that are still like that. And I, I, I have stopped. And now sometimes people will be in a conversation and they'll be saying something and I'll know that it's a load of shit. And I'll be like, I, I don't need to chime in with details right now. Like I, I don't need to sit and give my information. I, I don't need to try to change their mind. I don't need to try to educate them right now. Like I can just sit here and, and have food with this person. I don't need to be, I don't need to be the smartest person in the room, you know, like, but I had to learn that first with my intellect and then with my body, because my body would deliver a cellular, anxious, anxiety ridden response. This is what happens. And if you guys read Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks a lot about it, about how the body becomes the mind. Like your body, whenever you are trying to go against any of those old programs, your body is going to deliver you a generous dose of anxiety into the point where you feel it at the core of your being. And it's like, but it's not real. That's just because your brain has neural pathways that are programmed and you are defying them when you're trying to become a new person. And that's what's happening. So like if you are a people pleaser, if you are or just a pleaser, you know, you just please constantly. If you go to not do that, if you go to tell somebody what you mean, mean what you say and just say it and just spit it the fuck out, you might have a very anxious response like you might have a lump in your throat you might sit there in intense anxiety that everything is going to hell that everyone is going to hate you that everyone is going to like that your life is going to be completely meaningless it's going to be completely lost there's not going to be any love in your life no one is ever going to talk to you again I mean I had a friend like this like just won't say what they mean like at all and it's and they think that they are being a nice person because they don't say what they mean. Like, oh, I'm a nice person. I'm just so, you know, I'm just a nice person. I'm so nice. And that's one of their hangups that they got to be a nice person. And I'm thinking, well, you're not a nice person. You're a fucking dick because you don't fucking say what you mean. You're disrespecting me, bro. But like, they don't see that because that's their programming. And also me taking it as disrespect, that's my programming. You guys hear what I'm saying? Like, none of this is real. It's all perception. Everything I feel is about me and everything that you feel is about you. And everything that you feel is based on a set of underlying programs that are running. So if you are, let's say, a people pleaser, it is due to programs that you developed in your childhood to be able to get through the hell that is being a child. (laughs) Like, it's very, very hard to be a child. Like, it is, it is. Uh, one of the scariest times of your life because you literally are not unable to care for yourself in any capacity and you have to develop these survival skills so that you can emotionally cope with just th- the trauma of being alive <laughs> like it's uh I, I mean I, I got really passionate there but this is real this is real so you will have an anxious response you will. I mean, I, I a friend of mine is in this boat. This is one of his, um, one of his things. You know, not wanting to inconvenience others, and you know, through time with me, he's starting to see. And I think he would agree with this that, in reality, the things that he thought he were con- inconveniencing to others actually are not. The people are very happy to help and you know be there, and it's just a question of rewiring you know the mind but also this is the thing about knowing with your intellect like I say the mind and I am a big believer in the mind like I 
I, I, I attack the mind. And I do. But when I, I, I'm going to go back to when I first started coaching. I thought if I could just intellect translates. But it doesn't always. So I went through some programs this past summer with Coach Sean Smith. And his, his he trademarked this, neurotransformational coaching, is basically there are, there are a bunch of methods that we learned and went through. And, and what that is is that it helps you work with people at a level where they, they carry things in their bodies. Like we carry it physically in our body, like Dr. Joe talks about in his books, in your body. It's in your body. So to be able to change it at that level inside of your body, that is, that's really the beginnings. Like that's where you can start making some serious fucking transformation. And there are, there are methods that he has developed. Um, I have access to those. I use those in my coaching and they're phenomenal. I mean, they're really phenomenal. I mean, I'm not whipping them out every two fucking minutes. Like we're, no, we're not, but if it's appropriate and if, if people want to go and do that deeper work that's certainly there I mean that's really and it's really really good because I went through many I didn't realize this um but I have an advantage in being a marathon runner and that I am constantly exercising exercising so like as a marathon runner you're exercising so you're just present moment I mean you are just loading yourself with chemicals all the time so like if something's bothering me I'm just gonna go run for 90 minutes and I'm gonna fucking feel better you know and I have worked through a lot of my shit on long runs but not everybody is going to have access to that and not everyone is going to be able to move the body like not everybody sees the body as a tool for those sorts of transformations. Some people do. And the people that do. I mean great. That's, that's amazing. But not everybody does. And there has to be. And not everybody is capable of it. Like I'm not going to expect a 78 year old. To be able to do that kind of level of physical activity. Unless they have built that up throughout their entire life. And they're able to. I'm not going to be able to expect somebody to do that. And there still has to be a way. To get this shit out of your body. And a lot of the things with like things like NLP and neuro-linguistic programming is that it's not just about your intellect, but about going to the place in the body where that is and then rewiring that. And there is a big difference between knowing something with your intellect and actually knowing and embodying. And I'm going to tell one last story and then I'm going to get the fuck going because I like to keep these to around a half an hour and sometimes I talk too much. But this is the last little bit is, is the most recent with me when I was on my road trip. You guys know about my road trip if you've been hanging out with me a while. If not, I drove um, coast to coast last December to California and back making some other stops in between there. Spent a lot of time in the desert. Going to move to the desert as soon as I have the money and get out of this shithole because New York is wearing me down. But um, I always knew intellectually that the universe had my back. Like I always, I always knew it intellectually. Like intellectually I knew, okay, things are going to always be fine for me. But I didn't know it until I was on that trip. And when I was on that trip, there were a lot of different circumstances that presented themselves to me in such a way. And there was a deeper feeling and awareness, especially when I was in Sedona with my friend um, and we had spent some time there. And I'm not going to believe and I'm not going to go into the details of the whole trip because, you know, a lot of people will probably be like, oh, this is a bunch of woo woo. But the truth is a lot of things presented themselves in such a way, in such a manner, just the way that they needed to 
And I felt like there was something that had my back, something that was beyond my intellect and rational mind. And I can't describe it. I mean, people that, you know, do long through hikes have this sort of sense. They're, you know, definitely running marathons. You know, you get to about mile 23 of the marathon. And I always say that's completely God. <laughs> like that's not even, that is not. And you don't have to believe in God. But I, I, if you don't believe in God, believe in your great subconscious because your subconscious is the fucking thing. There is your conscious, your mind like, like your body will keep going you fight in your mind the whole fucking way mile 23 of the marathon but there have been so many times in my life and there have been so many times in my life and try to eliminate the word but i do it with my clients do it with myself um you there's just something else there's just something larger there's something larger than you and i had this feeling of it on this trip and and it was very different than knowing it with my intellect. Like I knew with my intellect that, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to New York and, you know, I'm going to go to work and everything's going to be fine and everything's going to work out. And I didn't, I, I, I mean, like intellectually I knew, but then I knew, like I just knew. I was like, oh, this is, this is a deeper knowing. And what that really was, if we're going to just, if we don't want to believe in anything other than what exists in my head, in my fucking brain, is that what that was, was a complete demolishing and I don't know the, the word, liquefying? Uh, you know, I don't know. A complete, di- like, what, what's the fucking word? A complete elimination of my limiting beliefs around what I could do and how it was going to go. Because every time you want to do something, you're going to have these feelings like, oh, I can't, I can't do it because of X or I can't do it because of X. And you could say, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. But you know that with your intellect. You don't actually know it deeply. You don't have that deep understanding that that's the way that it's going to go. The same as the people pleaser doesn't have that deep understanding that they are going to be fine. Like they know with their intellect they're going to be fine. They know with their intellect that everyone is still going to like them and love them and appreciate them. And they're going to draw people to them and everything's going to be great. But they don't know it in their body. Their body still goes, ah, don't do that. Ah! Like, and they don't know it in their body. They only know it with their intellect. And this is how it felt. Like at the end of this, it was, it was just, okay, this is no longer in my intellect. This is in my being. And so that's the work. This is the work. Um, for those of you who are curious about the work that I do, this is the work. The work is, where's your limiting belief? And let's find it. And it might take us a year. I mean, it might take us, I, I would like to think that, I, I like to believe that people can walk quickly, but some people don't want to walk quickly. Some people want to fucking drag their feet. Some people want to be like, okay, I've had enough, let's go. <laughs> I mean, and, and it really just depends on where you are in your life and how sick you are of what's what's in front of you. I mean, it, that's really it. But this is what the work looks like. The work looks like, okay, let's let's dig there and let's figure out why you believe that and then let's work at the deeper root, that part that's in your body, and let's change it. Like, and I'm going to help you change it. I'm going to help you take that. I'm going to help you shape that. I'm going to help you change that. I'm going to help you get it out of your intellect and get it out of your body. Because your intellect is, your intellect is fine. Like intellectually, we know all kinds of things. But do we know them? Like, do we know them? And I, and I never knew the difference. And, and now, now knowing that and being able to convey that and being able to work with people on that, like that's so fucking powerful. I fucking love it. 
and uh, I would love to have a conversation with you guys about it. So if you, if any of this has intrigued you at all, um, you can write to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. I am right now playing around with something called the Western Rebellion because we are in the stage of the great resignation, burnout generation, influencers in the wild are going fucking crazy. Like, it is time to get rid of these non-serving Western principles that we have. Like, life is a letter. There is a top. You got to look a certain way and act a certain way and be a certain way. And no. So I, if you guys are interested in the Western Rebellion, what that looks like, or if you're interested in, in getting that content because I am all about rewiring and inspiring in the year 2022, you can go to breakfree.getthefuckoff.com and you can subscribe to that. Just go to getthefuckoff.com for everything else, including past episodes of this podcast, all my writing, ways you could work with me if you're curious more about that. And uh, yeah, but email's a good bet. You can always get me via email. So that's it for this week, guys. Knowing things with your intellect. I hope to hear from you, and uh, until next week, you guys stay safe, and uh, we'll talk soon. 